ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار we begin by praising allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him and we ask his help and we seek his forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testify that there is no God to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our master, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers and sisters, at the time of the battle, Al-Qadisiyah, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, the commander of the Muslim's army, was ill. Despite that, he led the battle when he was inside one of his tents. One time he was looking out into the battle and he noticed that his horse was ridden by a great warrior. And that warrior was Abu Mihjan. He was a companion who also had a drinking problem and who had been in prison because of his problem. So how did Abu Mihjan participate in the battle? How did he participate in the battle? They said that Abu Mihjan saw that war erupted between truth and falsehood. And he longed to fight for the truth. So he begged Sa'ad his wife to release him and he made an oath and promised to her that he will come back right after the battle is over. She released him and she lent him Sa'ad's horse. Abu Mahjan radiallahu an fought with bravery and skill and he was one of the reasons that the Muslims won this battle. And he went back to the prison and he put himself in the prison cell, in the chains, just as, as he had promised. When Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas was informed about what had happened, he decided to speak with Abu Mihjan. He decided to speak with him to show him how brave he was and how much potential he has as an individual. And he unveiled to Abu Mihjan his true self, which was hidden under all this past evil sins. 
He spoke with him and he says, Ya Aba Mihjan, stand up. Wallahi, by Allah, for by Allah, I will not punish you for drinking again. By Allah, I will not punish you for drinking again. The reaction was amazing. Abu Mihjan, the one who had a drinking problem, had been drinking for years. The reaction was amazing, brothers and sisters, to Sa'di's words. Sa'di's words. The words were able to accomplish that which eight years in prison failed to accomplish. That's why words, they have power. They have an impact on people. He says to him, وَوَاللَّهِ لَنْ أَشْرَبُهَا بَعْدَ الْيَوْمِ and Abu Mahjan replied and he says, and by Allah, I will never drink again. Again, the worst were able to accomplish that which eight sentences in prison failed to accomplish. Why? Because they have power. And from that day forward, Abu Mahjan became one of the greatest soldiers for the truth. Look at Sa'ad. Did he make fun of him? Did he try to mock him? Did he try to insult him? Did he try to curse him? No. And again, Abu Mahjan considered to be a companion of Rasulullah A Sahabi with a drinking problem. A Sahabi with a drinking problem. But Sayyidina Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas understood he understood that he shouldn't insult anybody, that he shouldn't make fun of anybody, that he shouldn't be cursing anyone, because the Muslim is not someone who goes around and curse others. Even if they are sinners, even if they are involved in a lot of evil things. Rasulullah said in the hadith, there is nothing, there is nothing that has gentleness in it, except it's beautified. And there is nothing that has harshness in it, unless it becomes or makes it ugly. The Prophet said this words to Aisha, his wife. When some people had passed Rasulullah and his wife, and they said, Assamu alayka ya Rasulullah, or Assamu alaykum. Assamu, not Assalam, Assamu in Arabic means death. They were just playing with the words. So they said, Assamu alaykum. So Aisha, when she heard that, she stood up and she started yelling at them. And she said, may the curse and the wrath of Allah descend upon you. And the Prophet ﷺ, he didn't really like the attitude of Aisha and her reaction. And he said, Ya Aisha, مَا كَانَ الرِّفْقُ فِي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا زَانَةٍ وَمَا نُزِعَ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا شَانَةٍ There is nothing that has gentleness in it unless it's beautified. And there is nothing that has harshness in it unless it becomes ugly. So calm down, O Aisha. Many of us brothers and sisters have witnessed that story. You know that story of a, of a, a young man or a young woman who were really friendly, well-mannered, very nice. They were treated people nice. Sadly, they turned into people who were always angry, 
always angry upon meeting someone who following a different different religious uh, opinion, or posts some you know a, a scholar or a teacher or imam or whatever on his Facebook that she don't like. Or tweets a quote from so and so that you consider to be, you know, not in a really I mean had, right really in the path, as if you're a scholar and you decide now who's right and who's wrong. We see we many of us have witnessed this story. And then they start causing problems to people. And they start, you know, calling people names and pronounce judgment against people. Pronounce the minor different opinions in a religion as proofs of disbelief. And they call people names here, this and that. And when they are told to be, Akhi, come down. Don't be so uh, judgmental. And the response comes in, in one of many flavors. Akhi, brother, I enjoy the good and forbidding the evil. I'm defending the sunnah. I'm defending the sunnah. The people who are harsh with the sunnah will be harsh with them. And so on and so forth. Over what kinds of issues though? Not the difficulty that our youth are having, protecting their faith against all these intellectual attacks. Not against, you know, poverty, the issues of poverty, family breaks up. Not because of all these problems, like people, Muslims and non-Muslims, are homeless. Not the issues of, of domestic abuse and violence, but the length of your beard. The length of your pants, whether they are above your ankles or not. And other issues that Wallahi, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ avoided asking the Prophet about. Wallahi, sometimes I become really sad when I see debates on Facebook or Twitter between people about creed problems, creed issues that the Sahaba themselves didn't even ask the Prophet about them. They avoided asking the Prophet about them. They came to the Messenger of Allah sometimes, sometimes and they said, Ya Rasulullah, sometimes we would like to ask you questions. I won't even dare to come and ask these questions. They said, we wish to die and to be killed for no reasons. It's better for us to be come for no reasons and to come to you and ask these questions. He understood and he says, don't ask these questions. Don't ask these questions. He understood that he can ask about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, don't ask these questions. Questions that the Muslim philosophers, the Ahlul Kalam, the scholars of Creed and the Tawheed didn't even speak about or they didn't even have like agreement about it. MashaAllah, we see our young brothers and sisters, they figure it all out. You know, the, the worst quality of a community, which claim to be a believing community, is they are, they are harsh and judgmental. Nowadays when you see brothers and sisters, the more religious they become, the more hard and difficult and they become hard to speak with. When you see a brother puts on a beard or grows a beard, he, you will always find him that he's angry at something, upset at something. And you have to have fear speaking with him. If you see a sister, she puts a hijab on, she starts going around and, and accusing people of this and that or the other thing. 
This is the perception. But we need to note here that the closer you come to the deen of Allah, you should be gentle, forgiven, patient, forbear, caring about others. Why do we understand it backwards? Really, why do we understand it backwards? The Prophet when was the last time we read the seerah of Rasulullah When was the last time that we saw the Prophet or read a hadith or read a story or studied the whole seerah and saw how gentle and sweet and compassionate and caring about others, Muslims and non-Muslims, even animals. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَقُولُوا لِلنَّاسِ husna." Speak well to people, to people, to everybody, Muslims and non-Muslims. Muslims and non-Muslims. Speak well to people, people, general term. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that in the Quran. And this is the sunnah of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned us in the Quran and He says, فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةً أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ With those who go against His teaching, His way, the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, His way, let them be aware that they might be afflicted by trials or severe punishment. <coughs> we know that when Akrim ibn Abi Jahl came and he sat with Rasulullah even before he arrived, Rasulullah said, Akrima qad fala tasubbu aba. This is Akrima coming to you. He's gonna say with you, fala tasubbu aba. Don't curse his father. Who is his father? His father was the pharaoh of this ummah. This is what the Prophet ﷺ called him. The pharaoh of this ummah. Abu Jahl. Why did Rasulullah ﷺ say that? Because he said, إِنَّ الْأَمْوَاتَ قَدْ أَفْضَوْا قَدْ أَفْضَوْا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا The, the dad, they, their dad. You know, your curse is not going to reach them. And they are being questioned right now. They are being questioned right now. So to go around and curse people just because they are not Muslims, that's absolutely wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And out of the teaching of our Prophet Wallahi, I hear people, Wallahi, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, I heard this, I heard it. From people who became Muslims and their family members, like their parents are not Muslims and they curse their parents. And they say, May Allah curse my parents. Why? Because they're not Muslim. Where did you find that in Islam? Show me. Show me in the Quran or the Hadith that you can curse your parents if they are not Muslims. Sayyidina Ibrahim was called Allah Halim. Allah comes from the awe, comes from the passion, the compassionate. That he was so gentle. Why? Because he said to his father or his uncle, Rabbi. Although after all you did to me, I'm going to ask my Lord to forgive you. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna Ibrahim al-awwahun halim. Inna Ibrahim kana ummatan. He was a nation. Ibrahim alayhi salam, because he was gentle. He was compassionate. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Halaka al-mutanatti'oon. Halaka al-mutanatti'oon. Halaka al-mutanatti'oon. Qalaha thalatha. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ruined are those who insist on hardship in matters of their faith. Ruined are those who insist on hardship in matters of their faith. Ruined are those 
who insist on hardship in matters of the faith. He repeated it three times. If you want to be extreme, be extreme. Just really do whatever you want, but apply it to yourself. Apply it to yourself. Don't go around and tell people this is the way because it's not. It's not. Rasulullah he used to hide. Sometimes when he used to pray at night, he used to hide. He didn't want people to see him. Why? Because he knew that people will not be able to do the same thing as he does. He would stand until his feet would crack, the skin of his feet would crack. And he would hide from the Sahaba. And you all know the story of Salat al-Taraweeh and what happened and how did it start. He used to go out and pray and when he saw people come and pray behind him, he hid himself in the house and he prayed inside his, his room. And he saw Ali radiallahu anhu one time, he was very pale and very fatigued and he said, what's, what's wrong with you? He said, I've been fasting. And it was after sunset, he said, let's go find you something to eat. He said, no, I'm just, uh, I'm doing Siyamul Wasal. I'm doing that dry fasting. That I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm going to fast more than one day without breaking my fast. Two or three days without eating, drinking anything. He said, don't do that. Ali says, you did it. And I'm trying to imitate you. And he said, إِنَّمَا يُطْعِمُنِ اللَّهُ it's not for you to do that. It's only exclusive for me. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for me. And there are so many commentaries from the scholars about this hadith. Right? In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me the ability to do that. So if you want to be extreme, be extreme, but apply it to yourself. The companions of Rasulullah they gave up more than a half of the halal. More than a half of the halal. Why? And they gave up, they didn't prohibit it, they gave it up. Some of them were millionaires, like Abu Bakr and Abdul Rahman and Uthman and others. They gave up half of the halal. Why? Because they didn't want to be attached in this life. Because out of righteousness. It's not because it's, it's haram. So you have to, to make a difference here between what is halal and what is haram. And what you leave out of, out of your righteousness and what you leave out of its prohibition. Halak al-mutanatta'oon. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ If you go around and, and curse people and being judgmental, يعني, لَا تُزَكُّوا And think that you're better than anybody. فَلَا تُزَكُّوا أَنفُسَكُمْ Do not ascribe goodness to yourself. Why? Because Allah knows what's in the hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that in the Quran. Do not ascribe goodness to yourself. And you will never be better than the companions of Rasulullah You will never be better than them. Ibn Abi Mulayka, he's one of the great tabi'een. He says, Wallahi, laqad qabaltu thalathina min ashab nabi Ma minhum, I've met 30 companions of the Messenger of Allah None of them consider his faith like the faith of Mikael ul Jibreel. Wallahi, uqsim billah. There are people here in different places. They think they are better than Jibreel and Mikael. They think they have more faith than the companions of Rasulullah They think they are more knowledgeable than Imam Shafi'i and Imam Malik and others. Wallahi, when I've met these people, 
So do not ascribe goodness to yourself because Allah knows what's in the hearts. Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah said, if you've looked at your outward and, and inward affairs, and you've not found any flaw or any deficiency in yourself, in your religious affairs or your worldly affairs, he said, then your ignorance about your own flaw is the worst type of stupidity. And there is no greatest flaw than stupidity. And then he said, if Allah wills good for you, if Allah wills good for you, He will give you the ability to see your own flaw. But to look at yourself with the eye of satisfaction that you're a, a cool guy, that you figure it all out, and you know, everybody else is going to fire, and some people here and some people there, that's just the heart of foolishness. Some of the companions, they tried to do that. They tried to make fun of the people who are not Muslims. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, No, you were just like them. And because of Allah, it was because of the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're being guided. You know, I, I was told that my forefathers were Jewish. I grew up in a Muslim house. I grew up in a house that my father takes me to the kutab and takes me to the, to the masjid with him. I grew up in a house where my mother says, Salli ala nabi. Zidin nabi salli. You know? So I inherited the religion. I didn't go out and look for it. And this is, I'm saying these words because it, it was a few brothers and sisters came to me and they told me, you have to talk about these things. And I'm talking to our brothers who are new to this religion. Our brothers and our sisters are new to this religion. Take it easy. Take it easy in yourselves. You know, when you come to the religion of Islam, it's not like you, you change in yourself. No. Or Islam is going to change you. No. Islam is going to organize you. Islam is going to organize your, your life. اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما انفعنا وزدنا علما صل اللهم وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين With all what I said brothers and sisters That doesn't mean that we, we turn off a legitimate criticism But enjoining the good and forbidding the evil means that you must engage in the community, to look for the betterment of your society, to develop your community and the religious practice of your community in a way that is healthy and natural and allows all Muslims from all backgrounds and all madhaib and all whatever to practice their religion and for non-Muslim to feel welcome. That's enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. That's the meaning of uh, enjoying the good and forbidding the evil. One more thing I'm just going to say. I've been here for six years at the ICP, almost six years. And I have been in battles not to let this masjid take a certain way. Not to take the Sufi way or the Salafi way. Many of you don't know this. Wallahi, uqsim billah, I've been in battles. To keep it that way, to keep it in a moderate way. And uh, if some of you notice, usually.
usually I bring two, two certain people to give the khutbah. One of them is Salafi, and one of them is Sufi, and I know very well. But I know also very well they are moderate in what they believe. But I bring him here to give khutbahs intentionally to just change the flavors. أقولوا قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا انصرنا على قوم الكافرين والله يأسي to honor us as he honored righteous people before us والله يأسي to humble us والله grant us humility والله place light in our hearts and make us sources of light آمين 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 سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين أقيم الصلاة يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض الملك القدوس العزيز الحكيم هو الذي بعث في الأمين رسولا منهم يتلو عليهم آياته ويزكيهم ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وإن كانوا من قبل لفي ضلال 